If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. WTAW news time is five minutes after seven. It's 78 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Gilmore Electric Express, locally and Aggie owned. For home electrical service, don't settle for less. Call Gilmore Electric Express at 979-77-LIGHT. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. The College Station City Council has, for the 31st time, extended an emergency declaration related to the pandemic. Interim City Attorney Adam Falco said that followed the governor extending the statewide declaration. Looking at that and talking with emergency management, it was decided to do it continuous since the beginning of the pandemic until those had stopped and there was no further opportunities that we could recapture anything. Elizabeth Kuhnha voted no, in part after learning there are currently no federal programs where the city would qualify. And as a federal taxpayer, I don't feel right about continuing to declare an emergency. Kuna also said there was a low infection rate. The College Station and Bryan City Councils have been asked for two things from Brazos County's new Regional Mobility Authority. Chairman Barry Moore has been presenting proposed highway projects if voters approve in this November's election a $10 increase in vehicle registration fees. He's asking the cities, the county, and Texas A&M to contribute $30,000 a year for five years towards RMA administrative expenses. There was one response which came from College Station Councilman Dennis Maloney. We all know how desperately we need to fix our transportation problems in the College Station Brian greater area and I'm sure that we will support it as long as our partners in the community come on board as well so I wouldn't worry about that. Moore also asked the councils to consider at a future meeting adopting a resolution supporting the fee increase. The RMA says that funding would go towards improvements at Fitch and Arrington, improved access to the Rellis campus off Highway 21 and a future east loop from the area of Highway 30 and Fitch to the north end of Bryan on FM 2018. Brazos County Commissioners resumed discussions about the operation of the Elections Office. Commissioner Nancy Berry read a prepared statement thanking the Elections Office. That's after Berry said that the blame for not having Galilee Baptist Church open as a voting center for the primary runoff is shared by the Commission, the Elections Office, and leadership of the local political parties. I want to let Trudy and Crystal know how much we value their service and what a great job they do, and kudos to the Election Administration staff as well. Commissioner Russ Ford repeated his call for voting centers outside of Bryan and College Station. Not having a voting location within 30 minutes of people's house out in East County is extremely important. And Ford supports citizens who want to form an independent elections committee. Sticker shock may be coming to golfers using the Bryan Municipal Course. The city council adopted rate increases at this week's meeting. Council members also learned from city attorney Thomas Leeper that they cannot offer discounts to city employees without first going to the council's outside management company that operates the course. So, order to make that kind of a adjustment to the fee schedule without violating the contract would require renegotiating that particular provision in the contract. Due to inflation and rates at area courses, the resolution adopted by the council increases the 18-hole rate by $10, the 9-hole rate increases by $7 for play on Monday through Thursday, and by $10 Friday through Sunday and on holidays. And the golf cart fee increases by $5 per person per round. 
WTAW news time is eight minutes after seven. It is 78 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by Gilmore Electric Express. More news at 730 or anytime in English and Spanish at WTAW.com. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620 94.5 WTAW. It is 7.09. Good morning. The on a Thursday. Here's our weather. It's brought to you by Malik Heating and Air. Together with Carrier, keep your cool when the temperatures rise. Front of the line service, zero dollar diagnostic and never an overtime charge. For total protection plan members, Malik, feel the difference. The heat continues again for today with some hazy sunshine out there. The high temperature 96 to near 100 during this afternoon. Tonight, fair weather a bit hazy though. Low temperature by morning, mid-70s. And then mostly sunny skies on Friday. Still kind of hazy at least through midday. High temperature well up in the 90s. And the possibility of scattered showers and thunder showers will be with us here right through the weekend. Still kind of hot though with high temperatures sitting averaging in the low to mid-90s. This is Gary Best, 1620-94.5-W. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Texas A&M Baseball in Omaha getting set to take on Oklahoma tomorrow. There are some outside distractions. It's kind of like a carnival almost up there in Omaha. We'll hear from headman Jim Schlossnagel talking about how the Aggies can block out the noise. And the Houston Astros made history yesterday. Two immaculate innings. In case you didn't know what that was, it's nine pitches, three strikeouts in each inning. Uh, so they pulled that off against the Texas Rangers. We'll talk about that in sports. Well, that's the Rangers. I mean, yeah. I think that's more testament to undisciplined hitting versus uh, <laughs> versus how well the, the Strohs are. I'm not, say, I'm not saying that they weren't good pitchers, but uh, man. All right. So uh, do we just go ahead and give uh, Schlossnagel the National Coach of the Year? I would think you'd have to. Man. Yeah. And, um, I mean, you know, they, they still got to play some games. Yeah. Yeah. But given where this team was a year ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they they <laughs> just gotten a brand new coach. Uh, and Schlossnagel's brought it up several times, you know, right whenever he got hired, the the turnover, uh, you know, he was still working on getting all his staff together. And he yeah. hadn't had to do that really from scratch for the last 18 years. Uh, and, so, And just so you know, if he were to win, it would be the third time, okay, National Coach of the Year. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing story. Yep. Really yep. is. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, you say last year. I'm thinking of where were they in February. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and look at where they are well, now. Well, he talked about how he woke up in a full body sweat thinking about, oh, my God, look where I am now. And, you know, because he had been comfortable at Fort Worth. He enjoyed mm-hmm. being up there. And now he had all this stuff that had to build. Anyway, it's it's kind of fun. Everybody's uh, feeling pretty good about that. So Zach's headed up there uh, today. Is that right? Yeah. This yeah. afternoon, going to fly out of DFW. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I Was, was that the best flight you could get? Is that why you're going that far? Yeah, okay. so originally, that's the only place here in Texas that I could get a direct flight. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um, and, you know, I, I love trying to Austin first because that honestly yeah. is the best airport I feel like to fly out of, especially from here. But, yeah, they didn't have any direct flights except from DFW. Uh, originally, I was supposed to fly out this morning, and Dusty was supposed to fill in. Mm-hmm. But A&M is first up in a press conference this morning at 10.15. My flight, my original flight, would not have landed until 10.10. Ah. So I was going to miss it no matter what. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'm thinking, well, you know, I could either do still get there early and just sit around, or I could spend another night at home, do the show, and then and then drive up. So yeah. uh, I figured I would out. go ahead and do the latter if it didn't cost any extra, which it didn't. Again, it's a big Good. show. It's a big stadium. I mean, and and he talked about it. He The, the idea that you got to Got to go in there and, and be a warrior when it's time to do that. Then you can go out and buy T-shirts later on. But uh, take care of business. With, uh, it's kind of a neat deal. Anyway, so we'll follow that, and it's, it's fun. Um, so a couple of stories just kind of grabbed my attention here today. We discussed a couple of weeks ago that 
there were only, what, 6% of the registered voters who voted mm-hmm. in the runoff election. Yes. Okay. Now, granted, that's a little bit atypical, but we don't really have giant numbers voting here or any place in America, for mm-hmm. that matter. Um, I'm glad they're addressing this from every possible angle. <laughs> but, I mean, at some point, we have to say we can't spend we have a finite amount of money to spend when it comes to running elections. Mm-hmm. And if we're only going to have a voter turnout at a good time that's at like 20 percent, I'm not sure exactly how, quote, convenient we need to make it for people to go vote. And how, how expensive, you know, how much money we're going to spend, how much money we're going to spend. Well, in this case, it sounds like they should have had Galilee open and the Brian Ballroom not open. Right. So you wouldn't have necessarily been spending more money. But I think that uh, I think that Commissioner Ford is saying we need to have something oh, in Eastern County. Yes. For yes. those folks. For the people who are, right. are way, way out on the outskirts. And, and yeah. I, just, I don't live in Eastern Brazos County, I know, so yeah. I can't really address that. But yeah. We we got to be really careful where we spend our money because there's some yeah. other things that need to be spent that impact us every day of the yeah, year. Yeah, I, I agree. And I guess just personally, you know, I think about all the time you have to early vote and then even on voting day, the hours and the amount of locations. And I just I find it really hard to believe that someone is so inconvenienced there if they really want to vote that they can't get there somehow. Well, well some people, I think, expect no lines. And I, I'm not saying that, that we had that in the primaries because the numbers were so low. I don't think that there were a lot of lines no. going on. But, I mean, in the general election and stuff like that, people don't want to wait. They don't want to be inconvenienced yeah. because they believe that whatever else they have to do is more important. Well, there, you know, obviously we're moving towards some sort of a situation where if you can secure the vote, people would prefer to not have to go any place to vote. And there may be a system that certainly in you guys' lifetime, they'll end up with some way where they'll secure the vote that you can vote from your home mm. or your car, your phone or what, whatever. Which is scary. It I'm, is. I'm sure oh that will, nobody will be able to hack that, yeah. right? Right. And as we've discussed, voter suppression is a scary, scary phrase, and yeah. nobody wants to be accused of voter suppression. Yeah. So they're working on that. So, But the other thing um, that Elizabeth Kuna brought up with College Station City Council mm-hmm. is, okay, we've been talking about the term emergency. Let me grab a phone call real quick, see what this is about. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Scott, uh, talking about voting places. I live out in northeast Brazos County, uh, close to OSR in the Navasota. We used to be able to vote at Edge Community Center, which was only a six-mile drive. Okay. <laughs> then it got moved to Zion Church of Curtin, which now is a 17-mile one-way trip. Mm. And then this past primary, it uh, got moved to the arena. Okay. And that's more like a 25- or 30-mile one-way trip. Okay, so anecdotally, because you called in, I'm just going to ask you, not that this is necessarily a representative sample, do you vote early or do you vote on Election Day? We vote on Election Day. We're uh, old-time codgers. Okay. So the thing is there, so what is it, that, what would motivate you to vote early, if anything? Uh, if anything. If I was already making a trip into town, possibly. Okay. And see, is it, so is there a situation when, again, you're anecdotal, and I appreciate you answering my questions, but is there not a time that you could be in the city or close to a voting center and vote early? Uh, more than likely there is. Okay. But and, I also like to wait for 
any possible late-breaking news. Oh, sure. No, I understand. I know exactly where you're coming from. I got all that. I appreciate you answering my questions, but good. Thanks for calling in this morning, and I understand. It's, uh, and that's a valid point. Sure uh, it is. You know, because things pop up all the time about candidates. We know. October surprise. They talk about it on the national level, and certainly can hope it happen uh, locally. I can remember, yes, one case where information came out that uh, did change the probable outcome of an election, uh, certainly on, on the county level. Anyway, that's kind of interesting that they do that. Uh, we'll do the other stuff in a little while. and But next, coming up, advice for your life from young people. Good morning, 719. The Infomaniacs on this uh, Thursday morning. Okay, now it's time for advice from young people. Yeah. Younger people. Younger that? people. Right. Hey, I'll take young people. All right, uh, you're first today. <laughs> sounds good. Don't wait for the storm to pass. Dance in the rain. Uh Mm -hmm. When checking references for a job applicant, employers may be reluctant or prohibited from saying anything negative. So leave or send a message that says, get back to me if you highly recommend this applicant as super great. If they don't reply, take that as a negative. Ooh, interesting. Super great. And that that takes the heat off the other people, too. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And then use a password manager. Safer, easier, better. Yep. We talked Bernie Aker was in mm-hmm. talking about that almost two months ago. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So those are pretty practical ones. Yep. So here you go. If you repeated what you did today 365 more times, will you be where you want to be next year? Oh. Huh. All right. I need to change some things up. You see only 2% of another person and they see only 2% of you. Attune yourselves to the hidden 98%. Ooh. Right. I might not okay. have time for that. You know what I mean? Sure. Like I, okay. I see you in the hallway. Might not have to. Your time and space are limited. Speaking of which, Remove, give away, throw out things in your life that don't spark joy any longer in order to make room for those that do. Spark Marie joy. Kondo. Spark joy. <laughs> spark yep. joy. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. And I guess you could say the same thing about relationships, right? Oh, There's absolutely. a relationship that does not bring joy, then uh, get rid of that thing. Right. All right. What was the first but one again? I can't again? quit my job. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> well, That's true. What for was me? the first one again? Yeah. If you repeated what you did today 365 more times, will you be where you want to be next year? With that said, a new poll asked 2,000 U.S. Americans about their self-care habits. Okay. And found that while the average person who responded said they only feel relaxed 40 minutes a day. Wow. 40 minutes a day. The survey revealed that respondents' top self-care routines included... Treating, I love the word, treating themselves to a workout. Oh, yeah. oh treat, treat yourself. I was going to say, I, I do consider exercise as self-care. Okay, it's not necessarily right. a time that I'm relaxed, but it is doing something good for my body. It releases endorphins. And my mental health. Quite often it can release endorphins. Yeah. And this, in fact, was number one on the list when oh, it wow. comes to American self-care routine. Okay. Well, if you think about what might get nixed first, yeah. that would probably be it. Could very well mm. be. Could very well be. Then number two was listening to music. Oh, okay. Just really right behind exercising. Mm. And probably not necessarily like, oh, in your work your work commute or, or you know, listening to music and enjoying right. it. Not just having yeah. it on in the background for whatever reason. For the reason. purpose of listening, of listening to the to music. listening to it, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Me and Hudson had a jam sesh last oh, night. Nice. Oh, nice. What right. were y'all listening to? In the to? kitchen. Uh, some 70s disco. <laughs> Wow. I don't know why Gloria Gaynor was stuck in my head, so I told Alexa (laughs) to play Gloria Gaynor, and so we started with I Will Survive, and it it worked its way to the Bee Gees and from there. Obviously, your parents did that to you. They made you a renaissance man for music. Your Uh, your musical likes are far older than you are, so maybe you're continuing that tradition in the Taylor family. uh, Going for a walk is number three on the list. Okay. Uh, Flossing your teeth. 
Oh, I mean, it is self-care, but it it's, is. it's not like... Relaxing? I, yeah, well, or I, I think of self-care as like doing a face mask yeah, or okay. getting a massage. Sure, right. I will say this for anybody who's gotten that piece of steak stuck in their oh, teeth. Oh, it is... Floss that baby out. It is quite nice when so you get it So satisfying. And then when you consider how small it is and how it feels, right? Oh, you're like, oh, oh I thought this was going to be half yeah, of the steak. It's a piece of bark. Yep, right, yep. yeah. Uh, watching your favorite TV show or movie. Okay. That comes in number five. Number uh, six, taking a long shower. Mm. And we discussed... <laughs> yesterday shower time long, exactly so it, i went home yeah. after the show okay. and and i showered and uh-huh. i went ahead and timed myself Did and this you? was with a hair wash okay and a hair condition not a mask right. scott but a hair just a normal hair Got condition it. less than seven minutes all right oh, wow. came in right under seven so you people who are hanging out in the shower for 30 minutes i just don't get it all right and we, t- we talked about it the average apparently is nine minutes yeah nine okay. minutes just so well, you I'm know below average 30, 30 minutes i get that. bored yeah right it, yeah well, but who knows? Look, you're you're thinking about all sorts of stuff. Maybe it's look. Maybe you're trying to. This is their their Calgon take me away. If you ever remember those commercials from a long time ago, the lady in a bath, Calgon take me away from all the disruptions that I have. So maybe that happens in the shower. Yeah, that's the only time that you can have that uh, that time alone. Uh, number seven on the doing skincare routines, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. Okay. Uh, then taking a bath is number eight. Number nine, reading. Uh, number ten, meditating. Okay. Uh, number 11 is listening to a podcast. And then number 12, very interesting, at 23%, journaling. Oh, okay. Do you know many people who journal anymore? Because- um, I think it's kind of had a little bit of a resurgence because with this whole mental health thing and, yep. and meditating, journaling can kind of go with that. Um, and so I do feel like at least you see people talk about it on social media. I don't know how many people are actually doing it. And the idea of kind of getting in touch with yourself as right. we've discussed. Right. Now- and for some people, journaling may just be one or two lines. It doesn't have to be an entire page. Right, yeah. a big production. Yeah, yeah, that would be my deal. I'm like, okay, how much do I have to write? <laughs> All right, our question that we've got for you today, your cell phone, do you have it on loud, vibrate, or silent? Text in for that. Yeah, 979-695-1620. We do need your first and last name if you'd like to win the prizes. WTAW news time is 7.32. It is 78 degrees. This Look at News is brought to you by American Momentum Bank. Building financial success one client at a time. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Good morning, I'm Chelsea Reber. WTAW News has asked College Station Police for details about a crash during the afternoon commute yesterday that closed Harvey Mitchell Parkway between Raymond Stotzer and George Bush for almost two and a half hours. It took another three hours before the scene was totally cleared. The chairman of Brazos County's new Regional Mobility Authority, also known as the RMA, made presentations at the last Bryan and College Station City Council meetings. The only question asked of Barry Moore at Tuesday's Bryan Council meeting was the timeline of the RMA's first three projects. Moore brought up this November's election where the RMA is asking voters to approve a $10 increase in vehicle registration fees to provide partial funding. We've got these funds. Let's look at how we can tackle these three projects. And that would be immediately. I think we would probably stage them in a way where, hey, let's get something done that we know we can get done now and then move to the next one and then move to the next one. Moore says toll roads are not on the list. I will say that you will not see the words toll road anywhere in any of the RMAs. 
literature plans at this point. Toll roads at this point in the state of Texas are a little bit of a dirty word, and so we are moving forward as if toll roads are, uh, are not a part of the conversation. Moore said with voter-approved funding, construction of improvements at Fitch and Arrington could start in one to two years. Improved access to the Rellis campus of Highway 21 could start in three to five years. And the design and proposed route of a loop from the north end of Bryan off 2018 to Highway 30 in Fitch could be done in eight years. The operation of the Brazos County Elections Office was discussed at this week's county commission meeting. Commissioner Nancy Berry read a prepared statement regarding last month's primary runoff and not using Galilee Baptist Church as a voting center. While the election administration took all the heat from the citizens, I want to say that the blame for not having Galilee Baptist Church as a polling place is shared by not only the election office, but by the political parties and the commissioner's court as well. Commissioner Russ Ford supports citizens who want to form an independent elections committee. That instead of us just trusting the election administrators thing blindly, not taking any further action on the thing, that we should probably have a citizen's panel, if you would, that would look into all of these issues. Ford also repeated his call for a voting center within 30 minutes of residents in eastern Brazos County. Since March of 2020, the College Station City Council has regularly extended an emergency declaration related to the pandemic. During the last council meeting, the declaration was approved by a 6-1 to one vote. Elizabeth Kunhaw voted no. We used the word emergency, 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 emergency for 800 days at a time when we have fairly minimal risk with preventive strategies and tools available to us. The risk is we lose that sense of urgency that the word emergency is supposed to trigger in our residents. Dennis Maloney agreed with Kunha that the word emergency has lost its urgency. But we have destroyed the English language to the point where George Orwell has been rolling around in his grave for the past 50 years. Okay. Read the essays behind 1984, your 1984 book. Read the essays back there. It's, they're brilliant. The council was told the staff recommendation to continue the local emergency declaration comes after the governor extended the statewide declaration. The price of playing golf at the city of Bryan's municipal course is going up, according to staff, due to inflation and rates at area courses. The only discussion at this week's city council meeting before rate increases were approved was Mayor Andrew Nelson asking for a discount for city employees. City attorney Thomas Leeper says that cannot be done without renegotiating the contract with the council's outside management company that operates the course. It would it be your recommendation to consider this today? the adoption and maybe to ask you to come you know to look into that and then come back to council to see if there's a way that we can uh, get that done that's correct and if we would accomplish an amendment to the contract then we could come back and make an amendment to the Nelson says first responders and veterans currently get a discount. According to the resolution adopted by the council, golfers will pay another $10 to play 18 holes and nine holes on Friday through Sundays and on holidays. Then the nine hole rate for Monday through Thursday, it increases by $7. The golf cart fee increases by $5 per person per round. After the Texas A&M baseball team received a fan send-off to Omaha, sports reporters visited with ESPN commentator or an ESPN commentator who's covering his 20th College World Series. Kyle Peterson puts the Aggies in the mix to compete for a national title. If you look at week one of the conference season to now, I don't think anybody's been more consistent today. Now, Peterson says the Aggies will be the first team to practice, which gives them an advantage heading into their first round game. WTAW news time is 737. It's 78 degrees. This look at news is brought to you by a 
American Momentum Bank. More news at the top of the hour. I'm Chelsea Reber for 1620-945-WTAW. Good morning, 739, the Infomaniacs on a Thursday. Let's have a look at the weather. It's brought to you by Shipwreck Grill, proudly serving the Brazos Valley. Some of the best seafood, delicious burgers, great cocktails, and a fun, relaxed atmosphere. Enjoy yourself out on the patio. Shipwreck Grill is open seven days a week. Visit Wade, Mary, and the crew at Shipwreck. Here are your numbers. The heat continues again for today with some hazy sunshine out there. The high temperature 96 to near 100 during this afternoon. Tonight, fair weather a bit hazy, though. Low temperature by morning, mid-70s, and then mostly sunny skies on Friday. Still kind of hazy, at least through midday. High temperature well up in the 90s. And the possibility of scattered showers and thunder showers will be with us here right through the weekend. Still kind of hot, though, with high temperatures sitting, averaging in the low to mid-90s. This is Gary Best, 1620-945. WTAW. And I'm Zach Taylor on WTAW. Coming up in sports, yeah, we're talking Texas A&M baseball at Omaha. It's going to be a big one as the Aggies gearing up for a long run. We'll hear from headman Jim Schlossnagel coming up. Also going to touch on some new Texas A&M Athletics Hall of Fame inductees. Include one Johnny Manziel Uh as well as Gary Blair. We'll cover that in sports. There you go, uh, 740. And uh, Congressman Pete Sessions joins us this morning. Congressman, thank you for being flexible and talking to us today rather than our regular uh, Wednesday visit. Uh, Let's start, I guess, first of all, with uh, the Fed yesterday going up 75 basis points. Uh, Your thoughts on that? Well, in fact... There's been lots of public discussion, Scott, uh, on at least the uh, leftist uh, news channels about the openness that we are headed very quickly for a recession. And the discussion on the leftist news station has been about whether there's a hard landing or a soft landing. But then the discussion that came in was about what happens if they cannot figure that out, because, in fact, this uh, leftist uh, people who are at the Fed and leftist people who are running policy out of the White House, as well as the House and the Senate, that they do not know how to deal with stagflation. Stagflation is essentially when the levers that they have whether it be on interest rates, whether it be on monetary policy, or whether it be employment, there's five or six different characteristics that the administration, that Congress can have some influence on. When neither one of those work, then where are we? And I think people have come to the reality, even on the leftist news stations, CNN, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, that they do not, they are not getting straight answers because they're dealing with people who are sure that what they're doing is going to work. But we're now finding out that working is not whether it's good for the American people, it's whether it reduces the amount of carbon output. That's all they're interested in. They're interested in carbon output, regardless of whether uh, people back home are able to afford food, whether farmers produce food. So it get ready. It is going to be a wild ride over the next few weeks as we barrel towards this new inflation number. As the president continues to write down another, you know, almost trillion dollars for student loans, taking on more debt, and the markets see this, and that's why you saw the markets 
uh, have reacted the way that they did because the government has to pay their bills, too. And when the government pays their bills, they take money from people, and it can't go for investment. It goes for writing down bad debt. So we're, we're, we're in a mess well, on the financial economic uh, viewpoint. Let's take one, one segment of that. You mentioned student loan uh, forgiveness. What do you think that you think there's going to be action on that next week? What, what do you think that's going to look like? No, I, I think the president's unilaterally going to do this. Uh, he's been toying with not only this, this issue, but see, the problems, and I, I know you and I have talked about it quite a bit, but the problem is, is that the interest rate is substantially above prime. And when you're well above prime, you're not, mar- you're not uh, current with market conditions. And these people are stuck in loans that are 5 and 6 and 7%. So rather than doing the right thing of, of them marking down, which they would have virtually literally con- control over, that they are, they continue to keep them high as an excuse for them writing them all down. So no, it, it'd be the administration, not Congress. Congress is already so gun shy on this, the liberals, that that they don't want to be a part of another cascading effort uh, on inflation. Congressman Pete Sessions joining us this morning. This is our first chance to talk to you since the House passed the uh, red flag legislation that was last Thursday, a week ago today. Uh, how did you vote on that, and why? Yeah, Scott, thank you very much. It was a clear and easy decision for me. I voted no across the board. Uh, red flags uh, are exactly what they are. They're, they're, they're an opportunity for people to lose not just their constitutional rights, but their rights. And this is where I'm going to be so interested in seeing whether they can thread the needle with Senator Cornyn's bill, because I continued to hear red flags, red flags. We have a problem in this country, and it is in our schools. I didn't say our schools are the problem. It's in our schools and how our children, 16, 17-year-olds, 18-year-olds, are responding to things. I believe we need to bring back a series of things including the opportunity for us to spot the problems to make sure the school can deal with that. We need better opportunity for negotiations in schools. We used to have uh, opportunities where there were people who had every school had their own uh, negotiating, their own class that would teach uh, student leaders in, in schools across, big, at least big schools across our larger cities in Texas. To, to, uh, to alleviate problems, to work on problems. Football players, track players, cheerleaders were all seen as catalysts for getting along. Uh, as you know, I had in Waco uh, this 10-county uh, school safety meeting uh, on June the 3rd. At that meeting, we gathered administrators, we gathered elected officials and sheriffs, and we are working on a plan in Central Texas. I hope to be bringing that quickly to Brazos Valley. Uh, we've got to find a way to fix the problem in our schools. Red flags simply uh, get people uh, isolated in trouble. We need a better way to do that. And, and so I'm a no on red flags.
Okay, and finally, let's talk about uh, a pretty big flip in the 34th Congressional District down in the Valley. The Republicans have taken that seat that's been held by the Democrats for a long time, and it is a Hispanic female who was uh, in the Republican column. That's a, a pretty pretty big get for your party. Yes, uh, Myra, I went down and helped her uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, they, the Valley is a place that has been primed as a result of the message, uh, yes, I'll just say it, the Trump message of freedom and opportunity uh, versus a message of Hispanics being used uh, to attempt to move the, uh, the leftist agenda, uh, an agenda that included uh, people against their own students, against their own ability to work hard, have a bright future. And many people who live in the Valley openly see where they want the American dream also. That American dream is not being pushed on a political basis. So I went down and helped Myra. She is... Uh, uh, going to make a good member of Congress, and then we have another member, another person there, Monica De La Cruz, who will then be running in uh, what is 15 down there, and I expect her to win in November. But this was a special election, and we're very, very proud of really the turning of the tide in South Texas. The Democratic Party pushes socialism, woke, and anti-Americanism. And Hispanics are waking up to a party that is open to their values and their principles. So big deal. Pete Sessions, the congressman, joins us usually on Wednesdays. He'll join us next Wednesday. We appreciate, again, you uh, shifting your schedule to be with us today. Uh, It's archived on our website at WTAW.com. Thanks for the time. We'll talk to you next week. You betcha. Thank you. Good morning, sports fans. I'm Zach Taylor with your morning sports update on 1620-945-WTAW. This sports update is brought to you by Destination Brian. Your legendary staycation is right here at home in Bryan, Texas, including one-of-a-kind restaurants and nationally recognized museums. Visit DestinationBrian.com for more information at 752. Texas A&M baseball is in Omaha, getting set to take part in the College World Series. Now, in addition to the high stakes on the field, there's also a lot going on around the stadium. Aggie head man Jim Schlossnagel. You kind of have to have two personalities, which you have to do during the season. Like, they have to be a student, and then they have to come here and be an athlete, right? We talk about being a Boy Scout away from the field and a bounty hunter on the field, you know, kind of the super nice guy that makes all the right decisions away from the field. But when you come here, I need some competitive grit and some fight, and they've done that. And so in Omaha, the challenge is when you have baseball stuff, you got to be a baseball player and it's so easily to be distracted and then when you don't have a baseball stuff like on Saturday uh, then take the opportunity to go buy the 943 t-shirts you're supposed to buy for everybody back home. Schloss and the guys will look to block out the noise tomorrow and they take on Oklahoma at Charles Schwab Field. First pitch is at 1 p.m. with coverage on zone 1150 a.m. and 93.7 FM. In staying on the diamond, Aggie outfielder Dylan Rock has been named a third-team All-American by the National Collegiate Baseball Writers Association. The graduate transfer from UTSA leads the team in several offensive categories, including runs, home runs, stolen bases, slugging percentage, and on-base percentage. The 2022 A&M Athletics Hall of Fame class has been announced. This year's group features eight former athletes and coaches, including 2012 Heisman Trophy winner Johnny Manziel, wide receiver Mike Evans, and recently retired women's basketball coach Gary Blair. For the full list of names, head over to WTAW.com.
A pair of Aggies are participating in the 122nd U.S. Open this week in Brookline, Massachusetts. All-American Sam Bennett teed things off earlier this morning, while former A&M standout Audrey Arnaus gets underway just before noon. Luis Garcia, Louis, uh, Luis Garcia and Phil Maton teamed up for an unprecedented two immaculate innings as the Houston Astros rolled past the Texas Rangers yesterday 9-2. Now an immaculate inning is when a pitcher records three strikeouts and only nine pitches. Astros skipper Dusty Baker. Where are you at, Dusty? So it seems that Dusty has been frozen in time, which is not a good thing. Okay, here we go. Well, he does not want to talk, but I will tell you, I'll kind of wrap it up a summary of what Dusty Baker had to say. He said, hey, look, this is pretty cool. And by the way, he's been doing it for 50 plus years in the game. And he said he has never seen really anything like it. And that's true. It, it made history two immaculate innings with the victory. The Strohs clinched the series. Meanwhile, the Rangers have now lost two in a row. They'll look to get back up on the wind wagon tonight when they visit Detroit at six. The Brazos Valley Bombers jumped out to an early lead and never looked back as they downed the Victoria Generals yesterday 4-2. We'll try to keep the good times rolling tonight when they visit Baton Rouge at 7. Out on the soccer pitch, the Brazos Valley Cavalry are back at home this evening to host the Albion Royals. Things going to weigh at 7.30 at Edible Field with coverage on the zone. In some offseason NBA news, the Dallas Mavericks are adding to their ranks, trading for Houston big man Christian Wood. In exchange, the Rockets received four players and the 26th overall pick in this year's draft. And Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Finals belonged to the Colorado Avalanche as they edged the Tampa Bay Lightning last night 4-3 in overtime. And that's been your morning sports update, brought to you by Destination Brian on 1620-94.5 WTAW. I'm Zach Taylor. Hey, good morning, Infomaniacs. It's a couple of minutes to, till 8 o'clock. Our question of the day do you keep your cell phone on loud, vibrate, or silent? Yeah, let us know. We've gotten a lot of texts in. Uh, one person said vibrate. Someone yep. else said cell phone ringer on loud. Uh-huh. Someone else said I like to have the sound on. Someone said at home, I like my sound on. At work, I have it on vibrate. Mm-hmm. Someone else said my phone, both ringtone and notifications stay on loud. I'm a delivery driver, and sometimes I have to deal with an after-hours emergency. Sure. Uh, go ahead. And well, they, you know, they make it easy for you too. You can have different rings for different people too. Yeah, so yeah. And, and I know some people. I'm, for instance, me. I when my phone is on, like on the ringer, my cell phone will ring if someone calls me. But my text messages never make a sound. Yeah. They stay on silent. Yeah. So, um, and you, so you can also change depending on what kind of notification you're getting. Yeah. Sure. My phone pretty much stays on silent all the time. Uh, I did have a vibrate friend, or silent. Uh, yeah. Vibrate. I'm okay. sorry. Yeah. See, and I do not use vibrate. Yeah. I hate vibrate. We did have a fellow media <laughs> member who actually was driving up to Omaha this week, thought he had lost his phone or forgot it at home and then <gasps> come to find out. His son had put it on on silent and Uh, it it wedged its way into the seat. Dang. Gotta hate when that happens. Okay, it's Thursday. It's almost 8 o'clock. It's time for Jokes with Zach. All right. My wife asked if she could have a little peace and quiet while she cooked dinner. So I took the battery out of the smoke detector. Why do they say amen instead of a woman at the end of songs at church? (laughs) Okay. Because they're hymns, not hers. (laughs) Oh, yeah. What do you call a cow with no legs? What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. Uh, Oh, very nice. Where does 007 invest his money? Where does he invest his money? Bonds. Stocks and bonds. Very nice. People said I'd never get over my obsession with Phil Collins. But take a look at me now. 
Oh, okay. That's an inside Phil Collins yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Go yeah. Yeah. Tablets were replaced by scrolls. Scrolls were replaced by books. Now we scroll through books on tablets. Very nice. Oh, yep. good. So true. And the reason that aliens have never visited us is because our solar system has received terrible reviews. We only have one star. Of course. Oh, very nice. There you go. It's Jokes with Zach. We have those on Thursdays. The Brian Broadcasting Station, WTAW, College Station. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.